0: Welcome back to Leatherheads Footy. My name is Morgan. On this episode, GWS Giants early preview for 2023 post the trade period. First up, some housekeeping audio for these episodes is now on Spotify at Leatherheads Footy. Like and subscribe if you haven't already to the Spotify and the YouTube channel. But without further ado, let's get stuck in GWS Giants starting from the back line. Isaac Cumming, fantastic player. I think 2016 draft, uh, academy selection inside the first round, of it, pick 20 or so from memory really solid above his head, really good kick, low penetrating kick coming out of the back line. And you can see with how much of the ball he's given out of the back line, he's taking pretty much all of the kick-ins now, how highly GWS rate his kicking. Couple that with his actual defensive ability, and he's a lock in this back line. And I think will continue to be a distributor because he'll play back because of that defensive ability. And then he's one of the better kicks down back as well. And it's a bit of a trend with teams. You're seeing guys that actually play a really good structural defensive role. If possible, they get the kickout. Someone like a Stephen May taking kickouts. Um, Tom Stewart as well is a good example. Because if there's a quick turnover, if those guys are the, like, the key fullback, the organiser, the main defender structurally, they're already in position to defend the turnover, whereas if you've got someone who's not a real defender taking the kick in, everyone else pushes up the field, and then if you've got a quick turnover, then potentially your Tom Stewart or your Stephen May might be out of position. So, Cumming is a really good defender. He takes the kick out, it works for a lot of reasons. I think he'll continue to do that, um, but just a a really good player and will continue to improve and hopefully get some more recognition moving forward. Sam Taylor, another guy who's a fantastic player, 2017 draft, so a year younger than... Coming, I uh, got some recognition this year. I think he was all Australian. Definitely squad. I think he was in the team actually at fullback. Um, really, really good, uh, accountable defender. Takes intercepts as well. But he, you never see his opponent like more than a meter away from him. He's got fantastic closing speed. He's strong. He's yeah, just fierce in the contest and desperate. And that's what you like to see from your key defenders. And. Decent with ball in hand too, but his main role is he's going to take the best forward every week for the next 10 years in his career and he's going to beat them more times than not. Nick Hayes, hoping to bounce back a little bit. Coaching change, um, as probably aware, but GWS have got a new coach for the first time in 10 years. Leon Cameron, who was in a succession plan from Kevin Sheedy, was always going to be the coach at GWS and was moved on this year. So Adam Kingsley comes across from Richmond. First time we really see a change up in how GWS play for yeah the last 10 years. As I mentioned, Nick Haynes had a good year in 2020, really got his intercept game going. He's a great defender. He's courageous in the air. He reads the ball well in the air and he, he can leap and take those intercept marks and he's a rangy player, can play on all, all types of op- opponents, talls and smalls. So I think he's going to take his place in this back line and yeah, provide that area of support that uh, you really need at AFL level. Levels of footy really, but AFL the ball skills are a lot cleaner, so the ball comes in through the air more often than not. I've got Cooper Hamilton starting on the bench. I think he just he he was drafted in the rookie draft last year. Um, won the time trial overall. I think he was close to breaking the record at the combine actually, but he won GWS GWS's time trial. Um, beat a couple of good runners in Tim Taranto, who's no longer there, but. He looks like a guy who's just committed to his task that he gets given for a game. He's got solid skills, um, shortish player, but he looks like he'll be able to play a lockdown role and then, yeah, solid enough coming out of the back line with his ball use. Connor Iden is a guy that signed a long-term deal. So uh, judging from that, I'd say that the Giants rate him. He's one of like three or four players that have been thrown forward and back over the last season or two, particularly with the coaching change, you can understand it. But I think he makes more sense to have him playing in the back line He's got really good athleticism. He looks like he's a smart player and he just hasn't quite, still young as you can see, 22, but hasn't quite found his place at AFL level. But I think he will, especially with a new coach. Um, reminds me a little bit of a Griffin Logue, actually. One of those guys that can sort of play anywhere on anyone and that holds them back occasionally because they don't just get locked into one position to develop. But I think he's, he's got the attributes and hopefully he's got the temperament to play at AFL level. I've got him on a back flank. Uh, Lekalia is a guy I've got at centre-half back. The Giants have got two guys in Phil Davis and James Stewart, who I think it's James Stewart, or is James Stewart at uh, Essendon? No, it's not. Oh, O'Keefe. O'Keefe, yeah, okay. I think Stewart was at DWS. O'Keefe was at Collingwood, is now at DWS. So I get them confused a lot. Huge jaws, 200-centimetre guys, play key defence. Easy a mistake if you ask me, but... Yeah, I'd say that, obviously. So, you've got O'Keefe and Davis who they might play. They're a little bit bigger than Taylor. Taylor definitely plays. That's absolutely for certain. Lecolier, depending on how he develops, um, he might get pushed out for O'Keefe if they're a little bit worried about him getting pushed out of the way too easily. But I think for the development of this team new coach, there's not going to be huge expectations. So I think you've just got to play him at AFL level. He's a mature age recruit. So he has played, I think, one season already, one or two in the Sandfall seniors. So he'll be getting to the level physically where he's ready to compete at AFL level. Got a fantastic vertical leap, broke the record at the combine. Um, So he's going to take intercept marks. And I think he compliments Taylor well because Taylor's not going to leave his opponent, whereas Aaliyah probably will play with a little bit more freedom and probably read the ball a little bit. More aggressively, at least in his approach, and take the intercept marks. Locky Asher found quite difficult to place, but he played his juniors off the half back flank, and he, like in particular, he played one really, really good game against Vic uh, Country. He's a Vic Metro guy, from memory. Just brilliant sweeping up across half back. He's a really good kick. He's super composed, and he's he, yeah, he's fast. He's fast, he's agile, he's fast by mind as well, makes really good decisions. I think he's the perfect half-back flanker, especially when you've got someone like Isaac Cumming who he probably will play deeper, distributing from deep. He doesn't provide a lot of run, though. He's a good kick, but he doesn't really run with the ball. Ash can be that run and carry coming out of the back line and another guy who's really disciplined, pick four from 2019. And then, I, yeah, he's been a really good, like, case study, I guess, for a high draft pick who hasn't had it all his own way. Got given a little bit of free reign across halfback and, yeah, racked up big numbers, but then he's been given tagging jobs. He's played on the wing. He's played midfield rotation. And I think he's shown that he can do pretty much anything at AFL level. I think halfback is where he'll be most valuable. And particularly Kingsley coming from Richmond, they love to attack off halfback. And I think Ash would fit perfectly into that game plan as will Jacob Ware, another mature-age recruit, really got his chance for the first time last season and just like mainly showed off his skill, which is his left foot kicking. He is a fantastic kick, has got really good penetration, good touch, but he's just a classy player. Even though he, he's really, really slightly built, not physically strong, but he seems to get to the right um, places, doesn't look obviously scared of contact. So I think he's he's up to AFL level. And another guy who just brings a little bit of ball use, to this back line. Um, once again, Richmond style, you'd assume coming with Kingsley and they'll want to attack off half-back. That's back line. Moving into the midfield, this is where things get really interesting with the Giants because there was lots of coverage over it. They've lost essentially three midfielders. They've lost two guys that were staple midfielders and one young developing guy who I think is a gun, by the way. Tanner Bruin, we'll get to him in the Geelong video, but they've lost essentially three midfielders and it I think it's a good result because GWS had a lot of their assets through the midfield, and I don't think they were getting as much bang for their buck uh, for the guys that are on big contracts and big-name players, to put it that way, but they weren't; they didn't have enough positions in the team for them to play. There's only so many midfielders you can play. You need key forwards. You need small forwards. Um, you need defenders, obviously, but it's cleared it out. You can kind of see what the midfield is going to look like. You've got your guys that I think will be starting in there. Uh, and Green, Cogs, and Kelly, I think they complement each other well. You've got Green who can win heaps of contested ball. Cogs offers that agility and speed. Kelly with the class, probably a little bit more of that outside mix. Uh, I, think, I think it'll work nicely. And then, um, yeah, Ward offers that grunt as well and uh, physicality. But starting from Callahan on the wing, he's a guy who I think would have played a lot more footy last year if he didn't get injured. He was coming off an interrupted uh, under-18 year as well. So that away, that never helps. But the glimpses that we saw is this guy is fantastic. Tall, 190 centimeter midfielder, awesome left foot kick again, like many left footers. He, he kicks the ball beautifully. He's got a wicked sidestep, which you wouldn't expect for someone his size. The way that he moves is a little bit uncanny. And yeah, it makes me think he's going to be a really special player going forward. He's clean. He makes good decisions. Heaps of composure as well, and he started to show a little bit more strength that was probably lacking in his draft year. Another preseason in the gym. Yeah, I'd say look out fantasy wise. Yeah, I'll make more fantasy videos, but I think Callahan's one to watch coming into this year. As I mentioned, Tom Green in the midfield. This is his time now. Um, GWS have moved out probably the two most similar players to Tom Green in Taranto and Hopper, the in and under sort of grunt guys. It's now Green's time to shine. He's almost a prodigy, been likened to Patrick Cripps, plays very similarly. He's got fantastic hands, great composure. He's really strong. He also kicks the ball well. He can sneak forward. He can take a contested mark. He can kick a big goal. Yeah, he's going to be enormous. He's a guy that could win the Brownlow, much like we saw Cripps do last year jumping onto the wing I've got Whitfield played a little bit of everything half forward half back he's a natural winger he's probably the most natural winger in the AFL in my opinion runs up and down the ground all day again if you're going to see that free flying ball movement Whitfield is a guy that can find space and use the ball well over and over again over the course of a game and he he doesn't do anything game breaking in the sense of contested because that's normally what you think of when you think of game breaking plays big contested mark Big uh, center clearance, fend off, break tackles. But Whitfield sort of is uh, death by a thousand cups, to use an analogy I'm not sure the origin of. Doesn't sound pleasant. Let's leave it at that. Uh, Perryman is a guy that can play wing and inside midstream, deployed as a little bit of a tagger towards the end of the year when uh, Cameron was moved on and the caretaker, um, Mark McVeigh, came in. So he's got the strength to play inside, he's got the ball used to play outside. He can play across halfback. I think he's a fantastic midfield utility um, that can rotate either on ball or on the wing. I've got him on the wing, but only because Ward is the guy I've got going through the centre bounce rotations. I'll start on Callan Ward, just a fantastic servant of the club, super brave, always puts his body on the line. and I think he he's really led from the front in a way that not many captains have done, Joel Selwood-esque, although probably out of the limelight a little bit, um, and maybe you could say not as classy, but he's a a fantastic player in his own right, and I think he gets a spot even just to set the tone physically, especially with a lot of younger players in this GWS team. Um, Josh uh, Kelly, he's class, he's Rolls Royce, whatever you want to call him. There's a couple of players like him in the AFL, but he's always got time with the footy, makes good decisions, good right foot, left foot, and he's he's got a really good ability to find space around stoppages in particular and then feed out a handball or get a kick away. Yeah, he's a fantastic inside and out mid. He also lays tackles. He can win the hard ball. So, he's he's a really good um, yeah mix of midfielder. Cogs, he provides that line-breaking pace through the midfield that I think, yeah, this team needs, especially with Tom Green. For all of his strengths, he's not a line-breaker. Kelly can... Yeah, take meters on the outside once he gets there, but he's not great at getting there from the contest, whereas Cogs is one of those guys, really quick feet, can actually get out of the contest with pace, catch the zone off, uh, really damaging when you get clearances like that. Also, really good user of the ball, great finisher, can sneak forward and kick a goal. And, yeah, he's, he's had an up-and-down career, but, I, yeah, he's a fantastic player when he's up and running. Pruce yeah, in the ruck. Just a beast. 113 kilos is enormous. Him and um, Sean Darcy would have to be probably the two biggest guys in the AFL. And, yeah, perhaps not a coincidence that they're probably the most injury prone. Gets suspended as well. But when he's on, he can just win contested balls that no one else can. He's huge. He's got great hands. He's strong. And he'd be horrible to play against. Like a Shane Mumford 2.0, basically, um, setting that physical tone in the midfield. And he wins heaps of hitouts as well. Can take a big mark. Can kick a big goal. Yeah, I think almost from a intimidation standpoint and what you want your team to be feeling when they start a game, I think he's almost the perfect Ruckman. And finishing off with the forwards, hasn't been heaps of change. So you can see Bedford comes in, pretty much a straight swap for uh, Hill. whose first name escapes me at the moment, but... Um, yeah, he, he looked like he was he was coming along nicely. Bedford, very similar guy, um, looking for a bit more opportunity coming out of that Melbourne team, which was quite strong. So he slots straight into the forward pocket, as does uh, Brent Daniels, although higher up the ground, probably more of a flank pushing up the ground. He can also push through the midfield. He's got real good wheels, um, and he, he just creates stuff on the run. Um, got a good sidestep. He's, yeah... He's that X factor. You want you want guys like that in the forward line. He's not just straight up and down. He does things that the opponents aren't expecting. And, yeah, really creative. Great kick inside 50 as well. He's, he was rated very, very highly for um, sort of score involvements and how well your team re- retains the ball when you kick inside 50. Jack Riccardi. The keys were a little bit difficult apart from uh, Hogan. I considered putting Matt Flynn in there um, to give Bruce a little bit of a chop out in the ruck. But in the end, I settled on Riccardi because he can push up the ground really well and provide that link. So he's not, he's not really going to be a stay at home forward. He's going to push up all day, just work to give his defenders and midfielders an option. Uh, if they're in trouble, they can kick down the line to him or they can find him on the lead. He'll keep working all day. He's had massive numbers in the VFL, huge marks, just works all day and um, can finish in front of goal two. I don't think we've seen the best of Ricardo yet, but he'll continue to develop. He's still young in his AFL career. Daniel Lloyd, another guy who'll push it up the ground, huge kick of the footy. If, yeah, if uh, he might not have noticed, but if he's ever having a shot at goal, look, he'll kick it from 55 metres out and uh, kick it through post high. Yeah, enormous kick of the ball got big legs, yeah, you'll notice him with his tattoos, probably one of the least spoken about GWS players because of the stars that they've had over the years, but I think solid enough, and um, they don't really have heaps of other options on that half-forward flank. Got Himmelberg on the bench, because I'm not sure exactly where he'll play, not sure if he'll be forward or back. With the back line, I think they've probably got enough height down there, or enough of these mid-sized guys, and when he played back, I think it's A little bit of a misconception that he went to sort of centre half back and was playing key defence and getting these huge numbers. He wasn't. He was playing as a half back flanker. He was taking kick ins. He was taking heaps of uncontested marks. He won a few intercepts, but he he wasn't really playing as a tall down back. I think he's still a pretty good forward. He's a great set shot. He's really reliable. And with this GWS forward line, I think they need his experience. Even though he's not necessarily an old player, I think they'll need his experience. He would have played about 150 games by now. And, yeah, they'll need that in the forward line, especially if Riccardi's pushing up the ground, giving Proust a bit of a break in the ruck, then Himmelberg come on and he can, yeah, give Hogan a little bit more of that aerial support in the forward line. Bedford I've touched on, just a really lively player. Again, a guy that can create things. He looks like he's got good touch. We haven't seen heaps of him, but he's he's, he's exciting around goal and he provides that really elite ground-level speed and agility, which you need in any forward line. And if anything... Maybe this Giants forward line is lacking a little bit of pace, so he's a fantastic inclusion. Jesse Hogan, seems like he's had a career of 20 years already and he's only 27. Yeah, started off at Melbourne, picked as a 17-year-old. Maybe that's why his career feels so much longer. Uh, Over to Fremantle and then DWS, but he's a guy with immense talent when he can get on the park. Maybe hasn't quite... The Stars haven't aligned off-field to produce the best on-field results for him, but at his best, he's got fantastic hands He's a pretty reliable kick at goal, even though it looks kind of awkward. And he's a smart footballer. He knows how to play the game, which brings us to Toby Green in the conversation for the best player in the AFL. Incredible the things that he can do. Started as a midfielder. Is yeah, he he recorded. Um, I think he's top three for the most disposals ever in your debut year as a midfielder. And now he's pushed forward and plays full forward at 182 centimeters. He takes a hanger. He won Mark of the Year last year. He kicks ridiculous goals, fantastic goal assists. He is a brilliant, brilliant footballer. And I, I think if you like AFL, you like watching him play. Yeah, whatever the... I'm not even going to talk about it, but he, yeah, he's incredible. And he is he's the X factor in this GWS team, but... Hopefully, he can get enough supply. When he's up and running, he kicks goals for fun and he's a genuine match winner. Finally, James Peatling, another guy who moved from defense to the forward line or vice versa as it was for some of them, but in his case, he ended up in the forward line, kicked a bag of three, three, two goals, something like that when he first got there. Looks lively. We'll just have to wait and see what the new coaching staff think, but he seems like he's got pretty good fundamentals and he's got an eye for goal. He's willing to take on the goals and... Yeah, that's not to be underestimated as a skill. Guys that are know where, know where the goals are and are willing to back themselves to kick a goal, and I think he can do that. So he makes the team for now, but this is six on the bench, so one will drop off. That's my preview for the DWS Giants. Uh, like and subscribe if you haven't already, and I'll see you next time.